but it's the same old me. And that after a period of time, the stuff just kind of dies off. Um, and that's just with those type of things as far as dieting and working out and just all the physical things. Um, when we're talking spiritually, the thing that I think would scare me was that if it was a new year and I didn't have some goals spiritually set. Um, if it's not part of my goals to have God really involved in my life more, um, <coughs> to understand, excuse me, more about what he might have for my life, um, and we call, and I would call myself a Christian, I think I'd be selling myself short there. And coming this new year, oh, sorry, I lost my spot over here. Coming this new year, one thing that stuck out in my mind was seizing the opportunity, right? In this new year of seizing the opportunity, we can show that one up there, seizing the opportunity. So as far as the Bible goes and um, with God, I want to make sure that I'm seizing the opportunities because God is going to give me opportunities this year. What opportunities are those going to be? I don't know. Looking back at 2010, I can think of some areas where he gave me some opportunities um, and maybe sometimes I came through and maybe sometimes I didn't. But hopefully in this year, I do a better job um, of that. And I would love to look back and know that and have solid, concrete stories where I can say, yes, God provided this opportunity and I took advantage of it and I capitalized on it. You know, um, I was a... Uh, um, you know, a better brother in this place where I should have been. I was a better co-worker at this spot when I should have been. I was a better husband at this spot when I should have been. And here's the story that goes with it. Here's the story that goes with it. Because we can say it all day and say, well, yeah, I think that happened. But if you don't have some stories to go with it, it's kind of hard to believe. And really, what do you have to share with other people? Um, and so in that, that'll help bring us uh, to Acts a little bit. Believe it or not, it does bring it to Acts. And... If you turn, I think in the Bibles that are there, it's page 772, I think. Um, let's go in our Bibles to Acts chapter uh, 3. That's where we're at, and it says seizing the opportunities. That's what we'll be talking about, um, really, because up until this point, what we do is we catch a story, uh, or we catch this event, sort of midstream. And what has happened up until this point is some radical things. This is really like the birth of the church in Acts. And the Holy Spirit has come, and there has been a lot of drama that has surrounded the Holy Spirit coming. Um, and there's been a lot of opportunities. Some of them have been glaring obvious. Some of them have not been. And uh, one character that's been, really been taking advantage of opportunities is, this, is Peter. Um, and we can remember from before, you know, he kind of missed, uh, missed some opportunities before, but now... He's capitalizing on some of them. And so the first time when he really capitalized out an opportunity is he said, hey, Jesus left. Let's just get together and pray together. And then while they were praying, they said, oh, geez, you know, let's pick an apostle. Let's fill um, this place because it says uh, in the word that we should, once this uh, Judas left us, that we have to fill his place of leadership. So they were busy doing that. And then the Holy Spirit came. And then he was able to explain to them, you know, what the deal was and what was really going on. And. Uh, in that, he also led people to acknowledge 
their sin and their relationship with God, and people repented and they're baptized and people are saved. And so you see him constantly seizing uh, the opportunity to take advantage uh, of the moment. And in chapter 3, we're going to pick up uh, today in verse 11, but in verses 1 through 10, basically him and John were going up uh, to the temple uh, just to pray, just kind of a regular day. They're going up to pray. They find a crippled beggar there at the gate, and he's waiting there, and he asks for some money. And Peter and John look at him, and they say, you know what? We don't have any money, but what I have, I give you. I don't have a whole lot, but whoever it is, I'm giving it to you. And when he gave him was Jesus Christ. Well, how do you give Jesus Christ? I don't know. The way they gave Jesus Christ was they said, hey, get up on your feet and walk. And this guy got up on his feet, jumped up on his feet, and walked. And then he started running and jumping through the temples because, um, because God healed him, and he touched him. And he started praising God. And, of course, everybody's looking. Everybody's wondering uh, what's going on. And so now we pick up in verse 11 kind of at that point. So now it's like, what's going to happen? What are these people going to say? What are Peter and John going to say? Like, what would you say? What message really would you have? Um, And so we're going to pick up and see what they say here and see what happens. So we're on uh, chapter 3, verse 11. And so it says, while the beggar held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Men of Israel, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see, and now who was made strong, it is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing to him, as you can all see. Now, brothers, I want, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Christ would suffer. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he may send the Christ who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. He must remain in heaven until the time comes for God to restore everything, as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. For Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You must listen to everything he tells you. Anyone who does not listen to him will be completely cut off from among his people. Indeed, all the prophets from Samuel on, as many as have spoken, have foretold these days. And you are heirs of the prophets and of the covenant God made with your fathers. He said to Abraham, through your offspring and all peoples on earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to, you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. So let, let me just pray real quick, and, and then we'll kind of take a look at this. And So God, we just uh, we just pray, Lord, that... This morning in this new year, Lord, that we would have a uh, renewed focus on you. Um, that your spirit this morning would just eliminate distractions. And that uh, your word would just speak to us. And you'd show us how we could be better in 2011. Uh, in the physical realm and also in the spiritual realm. 
And so that we just uh, pray for your guidance on that and for your strength with that, God. Um, Because we desire to do that, Lord. And even if our desire is not really there, Lord, maybe we just don't really care. Um, Or it's just not something that that's, or it's not that important. We pray, Lord, that you would make it be important for us, God. Help us to understand that. Um, And so, Father, I just uh, pray for this morning and ask you to bless it and speak through your word. In Jesus' name, uh, amen. And so it says right there, so we pick up in verse 11. He's holding on to Peter and John. It says, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colony, which is probably pretty understanding, right? Huge miracle just took place. These guys running around, jumping around, going crazy, and they're trying to figure out uh, what the heck is happening. And so we have a picture kind of of Solomon's Colony, where they're at, just so we can put a little bit of a visual um, with what's going on here. Um, Basically, Solomon's Colony, they're kind of like on a porch area, and if you can see... Let's see here. Number 11, if you look at number 11 on there, you can see the gate beautiful. It's right up in the center there. Um, that's kind of where they were. But they would always take uh, the beggars or people who had problems or issues. they place them there in the gate, uh, and then people would walk by and on their way, and, and hopefully they'd, st- they'd be sticking their hands out and saying, hey, can I have some money? Um, what can you give me? And no doubt Peter and John had probably seen him before and passed him before, but for whatever reason... This was the day where God was going to do something. Don't know why, but that's the day God chose. Um, so they come up there. They're at Solomon's colonnade. People are astonished. And so he says, when Peter saw this, he said to the men of Israel, why does this surprise you? Right? Why does it surprise you? If you believe in a God who can do everything and who's parted the Red Sea, um, why does this really surprise you? Maybe they haven't seen much of it before. And they say, why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You hand him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate. Though he had decided to let him go, you disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. Right By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and now is made strong, it is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing to him, as you can all see. And so what's happening here um, is that this great event has happened. God has obviously worked. They acted on behalf of the Spirit. And so what happens is, so now there's this opportunity. Uh, there's this opportunity. Number one, there is an opportunity that happened when they just decided to go to the temple. So the first thing that I take away from that is God right away is working in daily routines, right? Because my question is, as far as these opportunities things go, um, where does God provide them? Where do they happen? Is something like magic just going to come out of the air? Is it some big thing? Like is the Holy Spirit just going to drop in a room and then we have to explain it? Like that's pretty, like, you know, that's pretty obvious. You can't run away from that one. That just happened. Um, where are these opportunities going to be? And for them, it was just a daily routine. They were sticking to routine. They were just going up to Solomon's Colonnade because it was prayer time. And that was just something that they did, and they wanted to go talk to people, so they kept the routine. And so for me, I go to, right, I get up in the morning, I drive over to work, I come into school, I check my mailbox, I get ready for class, you know, and then class begins. Um, 
in my routine. That's where God is going to provide those opportunities. Because I tell you what, on Wednesday morning, when I'm tired and it's been a long week, a lot of times the last thing on my mind is where are these opportunities going to be? I, honestly, my mindset is I just got to survive this day and get through, and hopefully I don't blow it. That's really what I'm thinking on Wednesday. I'm just beat. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Just the kids just wear you down by the end of the week, and I just need to just like take a breath. But, that, but God wants to use me right in the midst of that, and I got to be ready to go. Um, so in the daily routines, and I don't want to be caught up and tired and distracted to where I might miss. I might miss that opportunity. Um, and so I think about that now in 2011. Right now, today is a perfect day. Who knows what God has waiting outside for me? Who knows what God has waiting outside for you, right? Who knows? Could happen on any day. And so that's where, where is God going to provide the opportunities within the daily routines of life? Um, that's where he's going to provide them. But you have to have the eyes to look for that. Um, how will I know this is an opportunity? That's the other thing that I... Uh, think about as far as these opportunities go. Where is he going to provide them? We talked about that a little bit, right, in the daily routines. Um, but how do you know? Like, how do you recognize, like, this is a chance for me to do something right here? Like, God wants me to step up and, like, share my faith, or he really, it's really important right now that maybe I just stay quiet and I just listen. Um, or maybe right now it's really important that I be really bold and I just take a step of faith and just stick my neck out there for this one. How do you know when to do that? How do you know? Well, <laughs> the answer that the best answer I could come up with was that the Spirit just shows you. That doesn't really give you a whole lot to go with, right? The Spirit just shows you. He just shows you. Um, that's a tough one because that automatically assumes um, that the Spirit is already kind of playing a role uh, in your life on a daily basis, uh, and it's like continual. Because if that's not happening, you're, you're going to miss it. And usually, when the Spirit's showing you, it's usually like a sense or feeling, a strong sense of desire and urging where you just feel like it might not even really make sense. But you're just like, ah, I just feel like i got to do this, you know? And I look back on 2010, and I'm like, how many of those feelings and urges and things that I, like, step up to the plate on and seize the opportunity, and how many of them, you know, did I not? Um, I can think back right now, thinking about a few, and I was just praying as I was going through the study. I was like, Lord, I'm sorry that I didn't come through on that one. That was an opportunity, and I just I didn't step up to the plate. I didn't seize the opportunity. Um, and then I pray, say, God, come on, give me that one back. Let me try that again, God. Like, give that one back to me. Maybe we can try this thing again. Um, so how do you know it's an opportunity? The Spirit just shows you, because it doesn't tell us right here. We just read... Um, Peter and John were just going up to the time for prayer. It wasn't like God just magically said, hey, go to the beggar today, like right now when you're about to go to prayer. Make sure you tell him to get up and walk because I'm going to heal him today. We don't know that happened. As far as we know, it's just they're just going through their life, just doing it, and it just happened. You have to have the eyes for that, though. You have to have the eyes for that, and only God gives you the eyes for that kind of stuff. Um, and so if you're a person that really likes rules and likes to follow them out and has to like, likes to have things mapped out for you step by step, that's not some very comforting information, right? It's not comforting information at all, um, but it's dependence on him. Um, the other thing is what do I do with this opportunity? So we talked about where is God going to provide them, and we found out it's going to be through daily uh, routine. 
How will I know it's an opportunity? The Spirit is just going to show us. Uh, what do you do with the opportunity? So say you step up to the plate and you respond to that urge, that desire, um, just that conviction. You just step up to the plate. Like, what are you going to do? Um, I don't know. Depends on the situation, right? It could be different in any situation. Uh, it could be that God wants you to be really bold in that time period and step out and just let somebody know that, man, you need Jesus in your life. I would love to pray with you right now. Can I just pray with you right now? We can just talk about this stuff. And God might want you to be that bold. It might be he wants you to be real quiet and just sit there and just listen to what's going on in their life and just be an air for him. Um, But the main thing is that when he provides those opportunities and you step up to the plate and you take that step of faith, right? What do I do with the opportunity? I don't know. He's going to show you in that moment. You have to give the glory and the focus back to God. Put it in its proper place. Because as soon as this stuff happened, what does it say that they did? He says, why do you stare at us as if our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? That was the first thing that they said right away. It wasn't like, well, um, I've been talking to God well for a while, and I've been reading my Bible, and he's really shown me, you know, I, I needed to work, and I put myself in this position, and so uh, uh, I'm ready to be used by God, and, and, and I'm the tool for it. Um, it was, man, it had nothing to do with me or, like, what I've been doing. Uh, it's not my own power. It's not coming from me. It's just coming from it's just coming from God. And so they put the perspective right back there, and they didn't stop there. What they did is they also put the truth into it. And they said, actually, God did this. I didn't do it. And also, the God that did this uh, is the same one that you just sent to the cross, right? And then they just go through the whole story of how that that was supposed to happen and how they were guilty for doing that. And he says in verse 17, I know you did it in ignorance, but hey, now is the time. Like, you can repent for that stuff. You can turn from that. We know you didn't make a wise move there. Um, and so all of this to be said, uh, what can we do with, the, with this information? What can we do as far as, like, seizing the opportunities within this new year? Well, I'll tell you what. Right from the very beginning, as far as seizing the opportunities go, it's really not going to go anywhere. This will... 2011 will just really be no different spiritually as far as your relationship with God, whether it be sharing, um, uh, being God's, you know, heart, hands, and feet to other people. It's not really going to go anywhere. If, number one, it's just not that important to you if it's not really a priority. Um, Number two, if you're just stuck in a routine, if you just have a routine with God, it's not really going to go very far. And number three, if you're controlled by, like, fear, of the unknown, if you're controlled by difficult situations, and if, like, it just doesn't naturally come easy to you, if you're kind of controlled by that stuff, um, seizing the opportunity is going to be really hard for you to come by. It's going to be really hard for you to come by. Because the point of this is, is that right at the very beginning, you have to have at least one issue settled. The issue you have to have settled is, this is going to be a risky business, and am I going to be willing to take that risk? Might even make you look foolish. I was watching a video just the other day. My brother-in-law was sharing with me. Uh, some people were going out and sharing about God, and they were offering to pray for people. And this lady came off some crutches, and um, 
he just felt like he needed to pray for her knee. That's why she was on crutches. It was her knee. It was her left knee, I think. And they were praying. He's like, can I just pray for your knee? So he prayed for her knee. And um, they finished praying. And he's like, you know, how's your knee feel? You know, like, move it around. Try this or that. And absolutely nothing happened. Just, <laughs> just nothing happened. Just nothing happened. Nothing happened. I'm sure he felt pretty silly, right? And I'm sure he probably even felt kind of bad because he probably got her hopes up. And um, who knows what she was expecting? I don't know. Um, there was more stories that come from that where stuff did happen and God did come through. Uh, and and, and um, it's actually a pretty cool uh, DVD. But it's risky business. You don't know. You're just putting yourself out there. You're literally just making yourself just a conduit, a vessel, a tool for God to use. And that's really it. So, you know, your pride, uh, even your rights, um, that's all at God's disposal, right? It's all at God's disposal. So if that issue is settled right from the very beginning, the good news is you're going to have some opportunities. God is going to give them to you. You're ready for that. I mean, if that's not really settled, you're not going to really seize too much. You'll be too worried about yourself and self-preservation. So if you are ready and it's not too risky for you, Right, first thing is just, just take advantage of the routine days and look. Right, ask God each day, each morning. God, I just need your eyes. I need to know what's going on, and I need your spirit to lead me. Wherever it is, whatever conversations, and just be looking for it. Just be looking for it. Um, next thing is just being prepared. The preparation is going to enable your sensitivity. Does that make sense? Your preparation is going to enable your sensitivity. So how prepared you are with your relationship with God and just walking with him and asking for the Holy Spirit to be in your life, that's going to enable the sensitivity of what the Spirit is actually doing. You'll put yourself in the position you want to be to recognize those situations. So now you could even be with somebody else and you'd be like, man, I, I got to go talk to that person. I don't even know why. I got to go talk to them right now. And the person you're with is like, what are you talking about? How do you, right? But You've been prepared, and you've enabled that sensitivity, and now you know you got to go for it. Um, some are just overeager. They just want to bombard everybody with just stuff, just come right at them. And just people just come away thinking you're a lunatic, right? Um, but the nice thing is at least they're bold enough to do it. At least they're bold enough to do it. They just got to get that fine-tuned. And some are top-secret Christians, which I think is in the bulletin right there, where he's top-secret in 2010. Um, and they label it as, I'm just building a relationship right now. I'm just building a relationship with the person. Yes, which you definitely want to do. You definitely want to do that. But if you find yourself kind of saying that all of the time and really never sticking your neck out in faith, you might want to reevaluate that a little bit and see if you can take some more risks and see where God wants you to stick your neck out a little bit more. Um, and then the last part, whatever God decides to do, however he has blessed you in 2010, uh, maybe it's been a rough year, and it feels like there's been no blessings. There's probably some in there somewhere if you go back and look in kind of the ways we talked about before. But if you go back and look at 2010, hopefully the glory got given to God. And hopefully you use that as a platform to share with somebody else. Um, however he may have blessed you. However he may have blessed you, but you gave the glory back to him. He said, man, God enabled me to do this, or he gave me the ability to do this, or um, he gave me this opportunity for this or that. But just giving the glory right back to him because then it just takes us right out of the loop. Takes us right out of the loop and puts the glory where it's due. Um, the point of this stuff and talking about seizing the opportunity and 
as far as 2011 goes is because when you do it and you're pretty active about it, and for the most part, you feel like you're really stepping up to the plate and God is using you. What it really does, it opens, opens the floodgates of God in your life because you actually see him work. And what it does is it makes those stories a reality. So the stories that you hear people talk about and that you read about, wouldn't it be nice to have some of those in your own life? Some good concrete ones where you were actually there and you were in it and you were a part of it. And 2011 can be a year where you seize those opportunities and you are part of that and you can share that with other people. You know, making the stories a reality. Um, I was reading last night, and we'll just kind of uh, close with a couple stories here. Last night, I uh, read about this guy, K.P. Uh, Yohannan, who's a guy for Gospel for Asia. Uh, and just a quick side note, uh, it was really cool that you as a church, um, you guys supported a bunch of missionaries in Asia um, and some people that were there. So he did. So believe it or not, you guys gave him fishing nets. You guys gave him, uh, I think, pigs. You guys gave them winter, yeah, pigs. Like, you get, you get to give people, like, food, but you also give them, like, an income. Like, how cool is that? You can give them, you can give them pigs, chickens, rabbits. We just, I happened to pick that one. Um, you gave them winter clothing. You provided all kinds of cool stuff for them. Um, and if you want more info about that, uh, it's on the website and on Facebook and stuff. Um, but this guy, KP, he's the leader of all of that stuff, and he's been doing it for about 25 years now. And he was saying... Um, he grew up in India, a real frail Indian guy. His mom was always praying for him to be uh, a teacher. And what happened is somebody uh, came to his church, a missions group, and they said that they were, you know, looking for some people to help him out. And he was naturally a pretty shy guy, didn't really have a lot of friends, wasn't like, you know, a part of sports teams or a lot of uh, other social things, didn't like talking in front of people at all. And, but he just felt like he had the sense, the urge, the desire. And he's just like, I just think I should be a part of this. So he took a step and he signed up and he said, yeah, I'll help you guys out. And I think it was, you know, for a year commitment or something like that. And this is some pretty heavy-duty stuff. They had to go to some dangerous places and really, you know, stick themselves out there. So then he gets home that night and he's in bed and he said he can't sleep. And he said, he's crying and he's praying. He's like, God, what did I do? He's like, I don't really want to do this. He's like, what if I have to talk in front of people? Um... What if I get put in a situation you know, like where I'm the focus of attention and I, I can't even look people in the eye when I converse with them? He's like, how are you going to use me? And so that was his night before he was about to leave. So then the next morning comes. He's about to leave. They're at the train station. And there's a couple thousand people there. And he just felt this urge or this desire just to uh, talk about Jesus with just this mass crowd. And he just said he was scared out of his mind. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing. He's like, I don't even know what to say. I, I'm so just literally just scared. So what he does is he just hops on a platform. He just reacts. He just hops on a platform. He just starts singing some Jesus song that he knows. He only knew like one Jesus song. He starts singing it. Pretty soon a little crowd comes over, uh, and then he just tells them anything that, everything that he knew about Jesus, which, which wasn't too much at the time. Um, but for him, that was a radical change and pivotal point in his life uh, as far as uh, sharing God and taking his relationship with God to the next level. But all he did is he just reacted to that urge and that desire. He seized the opportunity at that church when that guy was talking. He seized the opportunity. Um, and so today, what we're going to do is we're going to pray. Um, hopefully that your prayer is that in 2011 you want to seize more opportunities. You want to capitalize more. 
You want to be like known for God as like a clutch guy that he can go to. You know, and you're, got, you're, got, you're someone that would finish. You know, you could get it done. Um, and not saying that you'll be perfect. Um, but you're someone that can seize it. You know, and other people around you know it. Be like, man, he doesn't let too many opportunities get by. He takes advantage of just normal days, just normal, regular, routine days where it's tough. But he's got stories from normal, regular, routine days. Hopefully that's something that you want. Um, and if you, uh, if you don't even know God, all of this just is just, you're like, what is this person talking about? What is he talking about? Well, I'm talking about a whole life that you're missing. I'm talking about a whole life that you're missing. Because God has called us to this whole other radical life where we are nowhere near the focus. Uh, and other people are, and he is. So right now is the time to seize the opportunity for that. You can seize your opportunity to start your relationship with God in 2011. And it would be nice to look back and say, man, that first Sunday, 2011, I committed myself to God and to a different way of living. All right? And so I'll give you an opportuni- opportunity to do that, and then you just pray along with me um, as we pray. But we'll close first. And so, God, I, uh, I just pray, Lord, that you would just help me personally uh, in 2011 just do better with seizing the opportunities you give me. Um, you're going to give me more than one, more than two, Lord. They're going to be there. And you're going to guide me into them. And I don't want to be too busy or too distracted with my other resolutions to where I could miss this one. And so I pray that you'd help me. I pray that you help the people here to seize the opportunity, opportunities you give them in 2011. And today's a great day to start. Today's a great day to start. And if you're there and uh, you want to seize the opportunity right now to uh, have your relationship with God start today, right now in 2011, you just got to repeat after me this prayer. You can just do it right in your heart and you say, God, I want to seize the opportunity today, right now, to start my life with you. Uh, This Sunday, 2011, I want you to be in my heart and be in my life. I want to change my ways and live for you, and so help me to do that. And God, for the rest of us, I pray for this new year, Lord. Um, You know, we sing that song, Blessed Be Your Name, you give and take away. That is a tough prayer. Because we certainly like it when the blessings come, but when you take them away, we start to question if you're even God or not. And so uh, you're the same God who gives and takes away and help us to be faithful to you. In 2011, recognize you're the giver of good things, Lord. And um, we just pray that you'd give us the eyes and we'd be in touch with your spirit. Help us in that preparation time in our relationship with you to identify the things you're going to put before us. You're going to put opportunities before us, um, and they're going to require acts of faith. Help us to be faithful with that. And so in Jesus' name, amen. And so uh, so we're going to close up here. No music. We kind of went over a little bit. Um, but if you want prayer for anything, like anything at all, just even just to start the new year, just come on up to the front. I'd love to pray with you. We'll probably we'll have somebody else come up and pray uh, too. Uh, but just come up. And if you said that prayer or if you're really thinking about saying that prayer and committing yourself to God, come up to the front as well. Otherwise, there's refreshments and stuff in the back. 
and uh, you can feel free uh, just to hang out. So thanks again for coming. Uh, happy New Year to you, and I hope that you have uh, a great day. All right? News Cube's the news.
心。